Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We're speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode two about what a woman should know before the big 30. This is the I'm Speaking podcast with Mercy and Priya. Episode two is all about knowing who you are and owning it. And of course, adding a little tax to it. So (laughs) I love that phrase, own it, add tax to it. It's extremely important to know the value of your time, skills, and profession. Oftentimes, as we're coming up in business and life, people look down on us because of our age, especially in your 20s and 30s. I remember that. (laughs) If you have done the hard work and have the experience necessary to get things done, knowing your work is essential. First, we need to start with ourselves. How do we first check ourselves for what it takes to add tax? I got three ways to get started. You ready, Mercy? Oh my goodness, am I ready? Hit me with. <laughs> okay. So the first one is invest in yourself. So this yeah. is so important. And I think this is something we don't even realize until maybe we're in our 30s and 40s um, because we're so busy in our 20s having fun and enjoying life, and which we should be. But it's not until later on in life that we realize that we really have to spend time investing in who we are. So the most challenging thing in life is to unleash your potential. Open your heart and shine, girl. Start now by doing one thing 100% for yourself. Spend time in inner development. Learn a new skill. Do something you have been dreaming of for a long time. Or go somewhere nice and take a photo of yourself. Really look at yourself in the mirror. So this is really talking about spending time on your inner development, who you are, and really focusing on one thing that you love about yourself. What do you think, Mercy? Damn, it took me freaking forever to get there. That's what I think. (laughs) I I had listened to this podcast or I had listened to somebody older than me back when I was this age, back in my my 30s, like late 20s, early 30s. Boy, would that have made a difference. I really researched a lot of ways of bettering myself. I knew about relaxing. I knew the power of sleep. I knew about exercise. I knew the lavender candles and all these great things that you can do to really kind of refresh yourself, to invest in yourself, to work on yourself. Um, And all I, with all that knowledge, I still never applied any of it. I've always found that I put myself last. And it was actually when I turned 50, so I'm two decades behind our listeners right now. Mm-hmm. It took me until I turned 50 that I said enough is enough. I am going to take the bubble bath. I am going to go for a walk, even if they need me for something else. I'm going to start investing in me first. So that took me a long time, um, unfortunately, but I'm glad, you know, that I'm doing it now and I'm really enjoying it now. And, you know, I'm in a great position where I could really, truly enjoy it because I'm retired. So I'm like times a hundred making up time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, oh, if I could talk to my younger self, I would tell you invest in yourself. And I have to tell you, Priya, that 
I struggled. Um, we have a friend in common, really your close friend, uh, Michelle, who's a true believer on self-investment. Mm-hmm. And I recall her telling me, you know, I, I, you have to have a life coach and you have to, you know, invest on your skin and invest on your hair and how you look and how you feel. And I kept listening to her thinking, oh, wow, that's great for you. But no, I wouldn't spend the money on that. And I wouldn't spend the money on that. And somehow, some way, it all adds up to a lack of self-investment. Mm. Um, and so to all of our listeners out there, really doesn't matter how old you are. If you're 25 or if you're 55, you should be investing in yourself. You should be your biggest investment. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, at the end of it all, you are the last person that's with you. <laughs> you are yes. it, right? Yes. Um, your, your, your partner is there, which is wonderful. If you, know, if you have a partner, if you have children, they're, they're there, you love them. Uh, but yet you are the one that's always kind of stuck with you. Mm-hmm. So I think self-investment is huge. Take the vacation, take you know, your only young ones, take the bubble baths, um, do the things that fill you. Because if you're not full, you really can, you know, provide to others or help others. Yeah. And I think it's ironic because of what's happening right now with the great resignation and a lot of people resigning from positions and jobs because it's not fulfilling anymore. So you might, you might really be halfway there with what we're saying with investing in yourself, because when you're doing, when you're resigning from a, from a job that you're not enjoying or not being fulfilled from, um, you're really taking care of you. And saying, I'm important. I am the priority here. I need to do what's right for me. Absolutely. Um, And a lot of people in their 20s and 30s, they tend to people please when they're, you know, at the job or they want to like make the company grow and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, But really you learn later on in life that you have to really spend more time on yourself and your job's not going to care about you. You might be replaceable at your job. If you have your own business, businesses come and go. It's very, it's, it's very hard to run a business mm-hmm. and you have to make the customer a priority. Um, so things change, you know, there are a lot of ebbs and flows in life, but investing in yourself should always be the consistent thing. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, that, I, I really feel it's women. We tend to do that the most. We put ourselves last, mm-hmm. um, you know, you put your, your friends, your partners, your children, your family, your parents, you put everybody first. And you end up putting yourself last and that's a no, no. And, and I see things, excuse me. I see things changing as we move forward. Times are definitely changing. um, And we're making self-care a priority. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and to those of you that are taking a chance and leaving a secure job to start something new, where maybe you can work from home and have your pet next to you or have more time, um, and you're doing it for your mental health, kudos to you. I think it's wonderful. And I think that you are paving a great path for generations to come. Yep. Those and that, days, yeah, those days of working, you know, at the, with the same company for 30 years or 40 years, that's in the past. Mm-hmm. And that actually takes me into number two, which, which is discover your true self. So discovering your true self is not easy to do this. Introspection is needed. So what Mercy is talking about is all about introspection. There are many ways that you could take the time to explore who you are, but it's important to find your passion and drive. Spend time being still and silent and using that time to get to know who you are. 
once you know who you are, you can then practice radical self-acceptance. Whoa. <laughs> radical <laughs> self-acceptance. Like through, through self-acceptance, we can make, we can have more self-love for ourselves. Just as we mentioned, we listed a whole bunch of things, taking the walk, having the bubble bath, quitting that job, which is very radical. Although from experience, you should always have some type of plan. So letting you know that don't just quit your job, have some type of plan where you could survive and you have some type of financial revenue set up for yourself. That's very funny. Funny you would say that because we will talk about goal setting and we are going to talk about finance. Yes. Yeah. The third one is be kind to yourself. People, people often neglect themselves and fixate on their imperfections. Oh my God. I do this so much sometimes. This could lead to low self-esteem, self-doubt, and other negative thoughts that worsen the mental and spiritual senses. It is important that we maintain our own well-being, even if it means doing things that we might not enjoy or feel like doing at first. This includes eating healthy foods, getting enough sleep, exercising, spending time outside of nature, reading a book, et cetera. And we talked about all this stuff in our last season. Mm. all about being healthy and eating healthy and taking care of ourselves. So if you haven't listened to last season, make sure you do that. Yeah. You'll see the power of doing the right thing, the power it has on your health and longevity and and all those important things. Um, But yeah, self-discovery, that's huge. And that is something that I think is eternal for us because we're constantly changing. So you can discover yourself now in your late twenties and you're going to find one thing, but if you, continue to discover yourself and to learn about yourself, you will see how you're constantly evolving and how things are changing and what you once thought was important is no longer important and, and so on and so on. So discovery is, self-discovery is just an ongoing thing because we are constantly changing and evolving. I can tell you the Priya that I know now is not the Priya I knew then loved her then love her now but she's a different person as am i as our you know that we just evolved um hopefully for the better (laughs) yeah yeah i hope so yeah Yeah. (laughs) but but all of this stuff adds up to knowing who you are and knowing your value so whether it's a personal experience or a professional experience you always know your value and your worth and um from a professional standpoint A lot of times, you know, we, for example, if we're at the job and uh, we have so many different skills, but we we are hired for one specific job, sometimes an employer can take advantage of those skills, (laughs) other skills that we have, and might ask us to do things outside of our position. And as a go-getter, someone coming up in in, in, in any industry can be like, yes, you know, maybe if I'll do this. I'll be seen a different way. I'll get a a promotion, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes what happens is that they take advantage and you don't get paid your worth or your skills. And it's a hard lesson to learn. Um, And I think it applies to a lot of things in life. Like always know your worth, the the worth of your time, especially, and your skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. And fight for it. Fight for Mm -hmm. your rights. Um, I was just listening to the women's uh, soccer team and their victory in getting paid what they should have been paid. They were, I mean, that's an entire other uh, an entire episode because wow, that's like some deep stuff. But if you have a second, 
do a little bit of research on women's soccer teams and the the Sioux that they just won. And you're going to see that's pretty impressive and, and how sad that we were in that category and that, you know, the women were not getting paid their worth. So fight, fight for your rights. Um, I can tell you as a business owner who had, you know, an average of 10 to 15 employees at a time and 26 years with my business, I loved the employees that were always thinking outside the box, those employees that had great um, disposition, the ones that um, would just do whatever it took to get done because they cared about what they were doing. And that meant the world to me. And I took care of those more than anybody else. The biggest turnoff as an employer was when somebody said, oh, no, that's not my job. Mm. That to me was like, mm, you know, you're not a team player. And I just had that experience, Priya, um, in Star at Starbucks, as a matter of fact. I saw, remember the Starbucks, our hangout place where yeah. Hell ended up working and we had um, Tessa and all these great people. It was yep. just our hangout place. on yeah. And I went there. Now, I'm gonna, this was maybe a couple of months ago. I went to the Starbucks and I saw they were a little bit shorthanded. And that's a large Starbucks in a very quiet neighborhood. So there's not really lines or anything unless it's like a cool Sunday morning and everybody needs a hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. But on the norm, you walk in, you walk out. And so I see there's only somebody at the bar. One person's at the bar. There's people waiting for their drinks by the bar and a new employee, young, cute kid. And he's at the register and um, I place my order. So he takes my order and he stands in front of the register. So I tell him, that's it. And he goes, yeah, that's okay. It'll come out to the bar. The guy at the bar is, I mean, he's just hustling over there. You see him going back and forth, back and forth, making all these fraps with all these colors and stuff and all these young girls like from a school waiting. So I'm looking at him, I go, it's just the latte. The entire bar area where the coffee section is and the milk and everything else, it's empty. The kid mm -hmm. is the one, the other guy at the bar is actually making fraps. So he's not even in the way of the, the espresso machine. So I'm just like so angry because I want to jump over and make my own latte. There's nobody there making anything. You're just staring at me. At least grab a rag and pretend you're wiping something or turn around or walk away. He's staring at me with the machine right next to him. So I look at him and I go, is there any way that you can make the latte for me? And he mm -hmm. goes, oh, no, that's not my job. I just take orders. Okay. So if I didn't know any better, mm. I would just walk away. Yeah. But again, I had Raquel, my oldest, who worked for Starbucks for eight years. Yeah. And when she worked there, she hustled. That kid would make you a drink, would clean a toilet, would take an order, would accept the, the inventory that was coming in the past, would walk around, would socialize, would build relationships. I mean, she was just like on the go. So that's the experience I was expecting. I'm expecting to walk in and you be able to do whatever you're supposed to do. And if you don't know how to do it, then go to the guy that's hustling while you're doing nothing and ask him, hey, can I give you a hand? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. oh, it just. I, so so, I so what you're saying <laughs> is sort of like the opposite of what I just said. But 
Raquel, your daughter is also uh, an older, older millennial. So she's, you know, uh, under the Gen X, we're Gen Xers, right? So she's an older millennial uh, raised by Gen Xers. So she's still in that hustle mentality. Whereas mm-hmm. Gen Zers are very much about just being in their lanes because they're not being compensated for doing extra stuff. So that's what I was saying here, just to know your skills, your worth, and don't let anybody take advantage of you. You know, and I understand in like Starbucks, if it's crazy, yeah, let me give you a hand. Let's get this moving so we can take care of the customers. I guess, yeah. So there's got to be a balance somewhere in between, right? Yeah. So if you're in a professional experience, you're in an office and say right now, the great resignation, a lot of people have quit in your office, or maybe like some people on your team have quit. And your supervisor's like, hey, can you take on Joe Schmo's uh, uh, clients, you know, in the meantime, until we find someone, you will have to set boundaries. You, I definitely, and we'll talk about this in another episode. You have to set some type of boundaries because you have to know your worth and your skill set, And you also have to know the value of your time and let your, your, your employer your supervisor, your clients, whoever know that this is how much time I have to do this. Help me prioritize because I, these are all the other things, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D that I have to do, you know, um, just know that your value and add tax. Uh, but I get it in Starbucks. Yeah. If you're waiting in line. Yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. You know, I guess it's a matter of common sense and it, it also depends on, on your field of work. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree 100%. I cannot tell you how many people I know right now that are doing the job of four or five people and getting paid for the job of one. Mm. Yep. And, and it's happening. And, and they're in a really hard position. So if you're working for corporate America and you work at a bank and you're in charge of loans and everybody else got a job working from home or working for somebody else and you're doing now the job for four people, what are you going to do? You, you really, have to have a very frank conversation with your supervisor right. because that's the not fair. Bottom, right? So it's, I don't know, it's so hard because you have, you have to do that job, but you need your job, mm-hmm. right? And eventually what's going to happen is you're so burnt out, you're going to find a job where you're not there anymore. So you well, will that, quit. You need to say that to your supervisor. You. I, think, I think a lot of Gen, Gen Zers are very matter of fact. So I think they're going to go out there and they're going to say, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get burnt out. I'm, I'm not going to enjoy this position anymore. I'm going to leave. And then you're going to have nobody. So you need to tell me what my worth is. Like either I'm compensated for taking on their task until you find somebody or, you know, suffer the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree a hundred percent. You're absolutely right. And how wonderful. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I get, how wonderful that that is what's coming up in our future. That, that, you know, there is, you're speaking, you're finally speaking. Um, we're speaking as women and we're, you know, our voices are loud. Yeah. It, it's not right. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, women, so, yeah women deal with that all the time. We, yeah. But it seems to be that my generation definitely took a, a stronger brunt of it than the younger generation. I can see my youngest say things to an employer that I would never dare. And then she gets compensated for it and yep. she gets respect for it yep. and she gets admired for it and she gets gifts for it. 
And I'm looking at it like, oh my God, I would have done 10 times the work and never complained and yeah. never would have gotten any of it. But she doesn't. You want me? This is my worth. I have this degree and this degree, and this is what I do, and I will not do that. And it, she's so clear, so crystal clear that her employer respects her and expects nothing other than what she told us she was going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we yep. are, we're moving up. Yep. We're learning. We're still learning. We are learning. Absolutely. <laughs> we're evolving here. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Make sure you click next for episode three on time management. This is the I'm speaking podcast with Mercy and Priya. Thank you guys.